0: I'm Stephen Gregory Smith, and I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive
1: for season five of the The Connor and Smith Show. Connor and Smith Show. Connor and Smith Show. Connor and Smith Show. No. Wow. (laughs) That was inspired. Or is it Connor and Smith? Connor and Smith. Connor and Smith Show. Boom.
0: That is songwriting on the cuff. Yeah, that was not practiced at all. Like that just that just naturally comes out. I was very startled by it. It kind
1: of (laughs) oozes. It sure did. It's kind of oozy. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. uh, So
0: who's tonight's episode? Today we are talking to. Nancy Friedrich! Yay! Yay. Nancy Friedrich! Sometimes known as Fanny Friedrich. We'll we'll get to that later. We didn't get to it during the interview, but we'll get it in the post.
1: Um, Yeah, we'll talk about what happened...
0: Later. Later. Um, So you gotta listen. You have to listen. Uh, Just wanted to remind you all that we have started our own Patreon page. You can find the details in the show notes. Um, It's just a little corner of the internet where we can create original content... That is exclusive to those who uh, subscribe to the Patreon. It's a new thing we're trying out. Um, Lots of stuff in the pipeline, including behind the scenes of our upcoming fall musical Ichabod, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Um, Our dramatic uh, podcast, like story form podcast called Long Shot. Uh, It's the VIP room. It is the VIP room. And also a musical a digital musical that will be being made uh based on the life of barbara payton yep so lots of stuff uh check it out connor and smith again connor with an er on patreon we'll put the link in the notes we're going to take a quick break we will be right back hello hi hi nancy how are you
2: i'm good how are you
0: good 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 i'm here with my
1: husband and co-host matt connor hey 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 hey. hi matt i know i stole the we already we know we stole i stole the jimmy fallon theme song
0: and and also
1: our producer ryan dean halbrook hello
3: nancy
2: hi ryan how are you I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm well. You sound really, really good.
2: <laughs>
3: and I watched A to Z.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Cool. <laughs> yeah.
3: Where are you?
2: I'm in um, Los Angeles in Los Feliz. Or Los how, long Feliz. Have you
1: been, how long have you been there?
2: Um, I've been in in. Los Angeles for 10 years and in Los Feliz for nine years or almost 10 years. And then Los Feliz for almost nine years.
1: So you love the LA and West coast.
2: Yes. Yeah. I like, uh, I thought I, I was worried that I would miss like seasons and snow and stuff. Cause I, I did like those, but, uh, but I don't miss it. <laughs> and I, I like going outside every day, but I do get a little, um, uh, like have to remind myself what time of year it is and stuff sometimes.
1: <laughs> so are you kind of close to Beverly Hills?
2: No, uh, I'm close to um, the observatory. The Gershaw No, Park. the Adele observatory? Uh, the the what observatory? The... Adele. Oh, yes, the Adele. Oh, yes. I, want, I, I, I think want... we should rename yes, it. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, could... okay, Stephen always... Uh, Stephen and Ryan, of course, they love movies. We know, and they were—they are obsessed with um, *Rebel, Without a, Rebel Without a Cause*. Of course, it's filmed there. A scene is, um, but I feel uh, like maybe Adele has really made it. Yes, um, she's kind of like <laughs> it, like Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, because that was this year, right? I—I I feel like I remember there, like there were traffic was crazy, and then we turned on the TV because it was live. Right. Or, and they're like, that's the observatory. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, that was, that was really weird. And that, and they were surprised. They had somebody proposed like marriage and they were showing close up of celebrities, like crying. Like it was, it was so weird to watch. (laughs) And
1: and there's some like Seth Rogen story of him being stoned and not knowing. Yeah. he was gonna be on the front row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How come no one asked me to come stone to an adult concert?
0: You're not in the on the right list, I don't think.
1: <laughs> well, um, Nancy, where are you originally from?
2: Um, I'm originally from Columbia, Maryland.
1: <laughs> Toby's Dinner Theater
2: yeah yeah the home of
1: oprah winfrey at the mall
2: at the mall yeah yeah I, i'm longfellow kind of near um, um wild lakes i think she lived in wild lake right and she'd go to the mall yeah and... we
1: loved the columbia mall remember hmm oh
2: yeah
3: my Wait, favorite
0: was... place on the earth at, in the 90s was um the illuminations in columbia mall which was a candle store <laughs> that was kept super dim, except for candlelight and like Enya
1: music, and it was like magic. Didn't Beth work there? Maybe I think Beth worked there for a hot Maybe. second. If she didn't work there, we were both obsessed with. But I think she worked there for a hot second.
2: I worked at the Lord and Taylor. There, or no, not the Lord and Taylor. That was and when I worked at Sears, I worked at Sears there for like two months. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! We used to love the
2: Clydes
1: after Toby's. They were by the lake.
2: Yeah, that was like growing up. That was like the special place to go, and my parents. Yeah, that was like a special night. I think I went there with them like eight or nine years ago. (laughs) I remember, like Clydes is still there, and the water. Did you ever do a show at Toby's? (laughs) No, I I did audition once in high school, and I grew up like, going there, and um, I wanted to be, I I, uh, wanted to do a show there, but I don't think I was ever good enough probably to do a show there, but I think I did, I can't, I was trying to remember what I auditioned for in high school, but I remember my mom and I went and saw Into the Woods there, like, before or whatever I auditioned for, like, as a, like, even though I'd been there before, and, and then, I think I sang Frank Mills, but I can't remember what the show was, but I did not get in. <laughs> that was Ryan, my do, only Toby's audition.
1: <laughs> Ryan, do you remember what Toby's was before Toby's was? The building was a, a building of something before something Toby's else, made yeah. it, Toby's right? It wasn't like a pizza hut.
2: It was, it was right. Like as far as I remember, it was, well, I mean, I don't, it was around, It. I know I went there school like with our drama department and then it's across from the library right the
1: yeah
2: Howard County Library I went um, to the Columbia School of Theatric Arts when I was really little like for acting if, <laughs> that I think Toby Toby's dinner theater or Toby who I never knew personally but I guess I auditioned for her in high school but she ran a theater um, like a it was called Columbia School of Theatrical Arts, and I went there on Saturdays.
1: <laughs> but, and how old were you, middle
2: school? No, I was really... that Middle school, I... Um, well, Columbia School, I did... I started an acting class when I was five. Um, and my, sis, my sister had gone there, and that's... Um, and I went to see a play, and I remember just thinking that was amazing, like, seeing a play. And so... I went to an acting class there. There was a woman named Roberta, um, and there was, like, five-year-olds and four-year-olds. And I was a five-year-old, and, like, we just pretended to be secretaries all the time. Uh, That wasn't
1: Roberta, Roberta Gasper.
2: Gosh, I don't, she was an older lady. I remember that.
1: Yeah. She's, okay. She
2: might be the only Roberta I've ever met in my life, and that's why it <laughs> sticks in my head that <laughs> her name was Roberta.
1: You don't meet a lot of Robertas these days. No. <laughs> well, that's why I know there's a Roberta that runs the Smithsonian Theater in the Smithsonian Museum. Oh wow. She would it have could... to be like
2: probably
0: uh an exhibit at this point. Yeah, if, she was she
2: definitely was... like over fifty, maybe sixty, I would say. I don't know. I well, mean, but continue- at first I was little, so I don't know.
1: I don't, maybe everybody. So, let's too. continue with this journey. You were you were part of the Columbia um, um, well, School I Academy, t- which sounds very prestigious. Because I'm not confused <laughs> with the Columbia University or Columbia Broadcasting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was that. I mean, I no, I don't think it. But they did it wasn't very prestigious, but I mean, it was like, it was like what you did around there. If you were into the arts and they had dance and um, they did big musicals. I was in Oliver and two by two, but I, but when I say I was in, I was like six or seven and I was like one of like a hundred chorus members of the small children. And then I think like the teenagers um, I have, I have programs from it. The teenagers were like the leads and stuff. So they would like.
0: (laughs) Was was going to Toby's and seeing shows what got you into the arts or what was the first thing that really made you want to be an artist?
2: Uh, Definitely my sister doing a acting class. They had like a recital or a play. And I definitely was just like, Oh, I want to do that. And I think I begged my parents and, um, And then that was, and then Roberta's class. Like, I remember Roberta's class so vividly. I have a crazy, weird uh, memory sometimes, sometimes not always, but I do remember like just this other girl named Laurel and I just improvising that we were uh, secretaries while the four year olds did something (laughs) crazy. And like that was, and then, and then there was also some play where we were like birds and I begged my mom to make a costume. I thought that we really had to have costumes. My mom's not much of a, um, she's not the kind of mom that makes costumes (laughs) or very like she doesn't have those skills. And then the next day I was like the only one with a costume because I, I just made it, it seemed like such a big deal. So I, I think I got hooked then. And it pretty much ever since after, after like I did like different acting, I did tap dance, I did a lot of dance classes, even though I was probably the worst dancer in Shenandoah ever. And um, I did a lot of acting and dance there. And then there was, sorry if I'm rambling. uh, No, no. When I was nine, there was another theater group in Ellicott City uh, um, called the Little Theater in Corner. I think Lisa talked about it because we both did that. And McChesney. Yeah, McChesney.
1: <laughs> the little, the little before, theater on the corner.
2: Yeah, little theater on the corner. Kids on stage and teens on stage. It was, it was run by this woman, Betty May. Uh, it was in downtown Ellicott City. You guys know where that? Probably know where that is, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Old town. I think it's a baseball card trading place, or it could be some other business by now. But it was like a theater and we did like Guys and Dolls I think when I was nine I I was a farmerette and like they did musicals like every summer and then they did really cheesy plays like uh, one play about George Washington or one you know like during the year and um, they were always musicals though Columbia is like really into musicals
0: (laughs) right um, I just want to go back and confirm something. Sure. So you you showed up in a bird costume, fashioned by your mother, and you were the only one in a bird costume.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like we but were the, playing birds, but I don't think anybody took it uh, maybe quite as seriously as me. Or, I think that sounds terrible. I
1: think that's amazing. <laughs> well. The, 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 the moral of the story is if you look at the photograph from all the kids who kind of did the side eye roll and said, oh my God, she came dressed as a bird. Now we kind of <laughs> go back and go, bitches, I dressed the part yeah. and now I'm living next to the Adele Observatory.
2: <laughs> in a tiny one bedroom of
1: <laughs> But it feels like two. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so from from that, what was the thing? Can I just quickly say, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When
1: I ever hear stories about theaters closing and not like growing, it's such a sad. I don't know. I don't know how we change the world. We. I thought I was going to change the world when I was like 22, and now I'm 52, and I'm thinking, what the hell happened? But, like, when theaters close and become like garages or baseball card shops or something, it's just such a weird like tale of America where the arts always just feels like it's in the broom closet.
2: Yeah, it is. It, that it, that did close while I was in high school. It's not that that makes it any better. Like, it, it, yeah, I wish it had been a uh, theater all this time. I mean, it was such a great space.
1: Uh, yeah, would I mean, it would, I think me and Nancy and Lisa can bring it back and it's a new <laughs> space called theater on every corner.
2: Ooh, I love that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was
0: gonna say, well, it it probably doubles as a a form of childcare as well, you know, for parents who are trying to work and and maybe instead of just somebody like, you know, occupying their time, like wanting to, you know, put them somewhere where they can get into the arts and expand their imaginations. I think that's always a need. Um, It always surprises me to hear when something like that does kind of fold
1: before we move on the journey of the footprints <laughs> in the sand on the coast of LA um were the, were the parents were your parents in the arts
2: uh, no um my parents uh were a federal government um uh, my dad worked for the department of energy my mom worked for well, she worked for Smithsonian for a while, and OPM. They, they're like, they're very. Um, my dad's a very science guy. My mom, they don't watch TV. <laughs> they, they, but you know what? They do support the arts. They like, um, they're the people. They do. They like to go see live theater. They, um, they, they belong to like a um, foreign film club, I think, and we're seeing foreign films before the pandemic, and um, they support arts, but they aren't artistic at all.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: That was a long answer. (laughs)
1: Sorry. Are are they still in the Columbia area?
2: (laughs) Yes. The reason I'm laughing is they moved uh, from what they were, you know, they are older. My dad's 86 and my mom's uh, uh 79 and they moved um to five minutes from there they like were like it's time to downsize because of you know our age and you know make things easier and then they moved five minutes away they from to right. the next the next neighborhood in Columbia
3: like, <laughs> right. here's our new address with the same zip code
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
3: <laughs> so you said you were in drama club in high school
2: Oh, I what? Um Yeah, we did um did I say that? I don't know. <laughs> I we had a drama club. We started it our junior year, but I was in um oh, sorry, yeah. Huh. Uh I was in drama class um oh, but they did start a class. club. Yeah, we had a we had a class um and we had we even had a music theater class. We had like every you could take. I took acting or acting one my freshman year of high school and then I took I wanted to take music theater but I think I had a conflict with like uh, a language with I was taking Latin instead of Spanish which was a big mistake um, but I had to take Latin too was the same time as music theater so I couldn't take the music theater class which I really wanted to at that time I took the drama t- the drama too like the rest of the time it's like my arts you could do that and not take a lunch which was great.
0: <laughs> and and then how did you I mean I know we we've gone through this with everybody on the show but was it a brochure was it someone you knew how did you hear about SU?
2: Uh I I don't remember. <laughs> I've been trying to think of that but I I know I I know there were people who had gone to um SU from my school, and I knew I wanted to major in music theater, um, which um, I should have just majored in regular theater. But at that time, I was like, music theater! And uh, um, I, yeah, I don't remember, but I auditioned for a bunch, and um, I think it came down to Catholic University or Shenandoah. Um, And I didn't want to go to Catholic because my parents worked in D.C. I didn't want to be that close, and so I went to Shenandoah.
0: And and when you can you remember the first time that you kind of came onto campus? Was that did you go early for like an orientation or was it like first day of school? Do you remember?
2: Um, I no, I don't remember my audition. Um, I remember other auditions for schools, but I don't remember my audition. I do remember buying snow boots at the apple blossom mall <laughs> That's like the memory i have uh of my audition and then i do remember the orientation because lisa um and i knew each other like a little bit we had a we like we weren't in the same groups of, of people but we had a mutual friend um uh this guy gabe that was my speech and debate partner in in high school and lisa oh this is Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I'm the worst at talking. Uh, and uh, I remember seeing Lisa and we went through the orientation. I guess that was like before school started, right? Was that in the summer or something? And Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that was and you like, And you and Lisa were, were super close? We were super close in college and we're still super close. You um, know what's but, funny? Now that you're talking about this. Uh-huh. of course I'm
1: old <laughs> I can still hear right now Lisa saying your name a lot <laughs> because it was always a comment on like what you guys were doing or some sort of scene work or Nancy told a funny story or you guys would never believe what Nancy did or something
2: <laughs> yeah she we were roommates for one summer which was uh, and half a semester um, we were roommates in SSMT when we were at the Quality Inn. You might remember this story because um, I didn't understand. Uh, I just kept calling my friends from high school and like catching up and uh, just like calling people. This was like, of course, before cell phones and stuff. And uh, one day we didn't get um, we, or one day Lisa couldn't make a phone call is this ringing about because <laughs> she was so mad like uh she couldn't make a phone call because quality Inn had turned off uh our phone because i oh had the, the phone bill because i was an idiot you know a young idiot and uh we went to rehearsal and i just remember <laughs> telling everyone and she was so angry and like because she couldn't call her mom like it was like yeah that's like a that sort of sums up me and Lisa. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but we're still friends. <laughs> yeah. Well of course, because it was really no one's fault. No one
1: told us anything growing up. <laughs> no one told us that we were gonna be charged for the phone bill. <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
0: Um so so you can it when so you're at SU. Um, <laughs> And you start to kind of make your little pack of friends. Um, What were some of your, like, favorite experiences while you were there at SU? And it it doesn't have to be a show. It could be anything. What are things that, like, kind of in the scrapbook, in your memories, kind of stand out that you remember? And and, and please do not apologize for rambling. We want (laughs) to hear your voice ramble. We love it.
2: Um, Well, I, like, show-wise, I always remember the directing projects, like, watching yeah. them being in them like those were uh those were like the things I love that I think I I think like I probably if they had had a VFA in acting and and I probably would have switched over um but I I still love musicals even though I, like listening to these I've like been like oh yeah you guys have uh that musical have I had a I had a good voice but not a great voice and I don't think I had the musicality that and I definitely didn't have the dance stuff but uh, but I was very like I'm music theater. <laughs> the only two musicals I got in are the two worst ones that that uh, uh, that uh, um, the Mikado <laughs> and Bloomer Girl um, it's so um, funny when you talk when you've talked about uh, um, Pippin and um, uh, a superstar because I really wanted to be in those <laughs> and I was not, but also like I don't think I had the dance to be in those the dance skills probably.
0: Bloomer girl and the Mikado.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got a little list. I've got a little list.
1: Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. you know my opinion, which doesn't matter is that musical theater gives people a false sense of uh, emotion because the music in it gives you already this palette that you feel like you belong because it's doing half the work for you because the music is emoting so much. Yeah. And they no one realizes that, you know, going into straight acting is really a more challenging experience and a very more, I don't want to say a more serious uh, department, but you don't have that music. And if you do have that music, it's in, you know, there's a quote I'm sure that we've all heard that says, um, he who hears not the music thinks the dancer is mad.
2: Oh, yeah. Why don't you
1: stitch that on a pillow, Matt? No, (laughs) it means, of course, that, you know, when people have their own underscoring or their own tempo in their head as an actor. I mean, you know, Judy Dench, Judy Dench's uh, stuff is incredible. And, what do you mean her stuff is incredible? You know, some of the stuff she, she does. Judy Dench's stuff. Well, you know, we're close. You mean her, her like, body of work? Or? Yes, her <laughs> body of work is incredible. But I never, and this is the truth, people can come after me. I don't care. The truth is, I did not understand the. Uh, entirety of the song Send in the Clowns by Stephen Sondheim from A Little Night Music until it was sung by an actress named Judy Dench because she entered that song not from a song and dance position but from a, a, a window of what are these words saying and how am I feeling. Oh yeah. And um, you know, I always ask my my students when I'm teaching them whatever when they you know are trying to decide who they want to be. I bring up Judy Dench as an example and I say, "Do you want to be a Judy Dench?" Anyways, I'll stop talking.
2: <laughs> no, I love that. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up her singing that.
1: It's from, uh, Hey Mister. P- Producer, maybe. I think if you that's look up
0: Judy Dench singing Sending the Clowns," it just it, one. It'll come up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's the only time I was like, "Oh, that's what this song means." Okay, got it. I guess I. But anyways, um, so so Bloomer yeah. Girl and the
0: Mikado are, are and the directing projects. That's a frequent thing that comes up. Of, of, yeah.
2: of. Oh, I don't remember we were... Bloomer Girl and Mikado font. Like I, I. Yeah, like fondly or anything Like, I'm not like I, I mean I don't remember
3: Bloomer Girl or the Mikado period.
2: Are they period, making bloomers?
3: Yeah. Were Wait,
0: they, they were making bloomers, a yeah.
3: Factory, right? A bloomer factory? Yeah.
0: Sharon I Donovan was making bloomers. <laughs>
2: These are such I mean I don't mean I bloomer. don't mean like anybody's performance in it. I just meant like those aren't like like the Those weren't the musicals I'd want to be in if I could have just.
3: Well, who knew Bloomer Girl was even a show until we did.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, just just getting out of a college learning environment and into like a you know production environment, and Mm -hmm. knowing that the Mikado cost nothing to do. Because you can do Gilbert and Sullivan music for free, and the Bloomer Girl probably cost. It was probably in the bargain basement of the rights catalog because no one ever does it. Yes,
3: um,
0: just yeah. makes you really think about your college dollars at work, you know. <laughs> I think
2: that was right.
0: that was the kind of uh, material that was chosen for us. Um, <laughs> but but the directing projects were also, uh, like I said, something that keeps coming back up. Um, do you remember some of your favorite things? I, I think some of them may have been mentioned uh, on here, but um, what were some of your favorite, if you can recall, directing project moments?
2: I liked. Uh, I I don't remember the name of a one act I did that um, I think that Hines directed um, about a kid whose like dad was remarrying. It was senior year, but I really loved doing that, um, and then. Uh, and also clear glass marbles. I think Karen DeWittowitz directed that. and I my high school had done that play, and I didn't get in it. And so I was very excited to to be in that. Um, and then I was thinking about, oh, i I was thinking about Lindy's improv class. Um, and Matt, you when you took it the second time it was with it was in my class. It was when I took it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah.
2: And I remember this thing we we did that um, I really loved that was, like, at the end, it was, um, we, like, she had split the class into two groups, and we had to, like, we spent, like, a couple weeks, I think, like, improvising a short play that was dramatic. I don't know if we chose that it was dramatic or if she had said that, and we were, like, stranded on an island and i remember my character and your character like fighting i don't know if this rings any (laughs) bells at all but it was like you know like we'd improvise different beats of it i guess and then we did it all as one piece at the end it wasn't the part where we all went to it wasn't the short form it was the long like what later i would like at that point probably didn't we didn't probably say short form improv or long form improv but um it was more of a long form piece than the short form where we the stuff we did at the student center, which was like games and stuff, like when we had the performance night. I think we just did it for each other, like the two groups or something. I don't remember that. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I don't know why I do. And I don't remember if we like were gonna or purposely made it dramatic or if she had told us to make it dramatic. I don't remember. I just remember that our group was like stranded on an island and like i think we were the leaders of the group and i remember like i don't know (laughs) i guess i i might i did a lot of improv in chicago so that might be why i remember that like class a little like i think later on it's like oh this is that's like what i that part of lindy's class and i don't know
3: is that where you went right after college with chicago
2: um, no, I went, well, right after college, I went to Minnesota for one year and did a, this theater company called Climb Theater. It was a children's theater company, kind of like theater for, I guess, but from in the Midwest. <laughs> and then I moved to Chicago uh, the year after that.
0: And, and so that's where, I, I mean... You're in a place with no seasons really, right now, but you probably got pretty sick of Chicago's uh, winters, I'm sure.
2: Oh, yeah, they're bad. <laughs> uh, but I mean, but I but Maryland was also had snow and stuff. I guess Chicago, it's the the wind that really uh, is like bad. <laughs> but
1: when you're living in Chicago, we're talking like maybe not a car maybe walking subway nope. i mean pure city life in a very cold city
2: yeah no car uh yeah i i loved chicago i did a i i loved living there um but i when i was ready to leave i was ready to leave
0: <laughs> you did a production of the crucible there right
2: uh, oh yeah yeah i did uh, i played mary warren in the crucible um, for which you won an award uh huh i won the um a jeff award for that a Jeffrey? A Jeffrey award, <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was. See, yeah, I did my
0: fun. research, Nancy, I do it. The Jeffreys <laughs> are
2: the Tonys
1: of Chicago. Yes,
2: yes. yeah. Who was and
1: Jeffrey? That's...
2: I have no idea.
1: Actually, <laughs> okay. I don't think anyone realizes that Tony was, was a Be- girl. It was Jeff Bezos, I don't know. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was that movie, Jeffrey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so you didn't stick around Chicago too long before moving to LA, right?
2: No, I did. I, I was there 13 years. Holy
0: moly. <laughs> oh, you were in Chicago for 13 it years? It was 13 years. It felt like 28. Like, gosh, I'm doing my math all wrong.
2: <laughs> and um, you were in improv a lot there, you said? Um, yeah, I did. Uh, um, I like, sort of, I was sort of split my time between improv and theater, um, and I performed at the I.O. theater and the Annoyance Theater out there, um, like improv and, um, and then I and sketch comedy and stuff. And then I was in a theater company um, that actually the Jen Hines started called Infamous Commonwealth. And they were around for about 10 years. I wasn't in, in it when she was in it. Um, uh, I think she had moved back before and i did some plays with them and then i did i did some plays with um strange uh or i did a play with strange gosh what strange tree company called um dastardly ficus uh and um that was maybe my favorite play that i did um in chicago and it was um
3: why was it your favorite
2: uh cuz i was a lead <laughs> Yeah. Cause I was late. Uh, no, I, uh, I don't know. I had a lot of fun. It was something I, um, it was one of those plays, I think like uh, not to get to act or any, act or anything, but I, I do remember when it, when I, ugh, sorry, I'm so, so not the best chit chatter <laughs> uh, The I remember um, during note, like getting notes during tech week and I remember when it sort of when I I got a note for the first scene that sort of changed the whole thing and then I just had a lot of fun doing it that was a very bad way of like just saying it I just enjoyed it.
3: sorry it was it was fulfilling basically it was
2: fulfilling yeah, it yeah. Was really, I had a lot of fun
3: <laughs> now, Did you get an agent while you were in Chicago
2: Yeah, it took me forever, though, Um, and, uh, oh, actually, while I was doing that play, I got an agent, not from that play, but um, I, I, like, did the mailings and stuff, like, um, when I first got there, you know, before, and um, it, I, I kept going to, um, uh, there was, like, a, casting workshop with an agent and a casting director like in the mid 2000s and he gave me his card and was like I'm not taking any women right now but you're funny keep me updated and so anytime I got a review um for like a a play or for sketch comedy I'd send it to him I'd email him and he would he would say uh that's great I'm not taking any women right now or or any funny women like and then um somehow like I got to go in read for a um I got like they were looking I guess at all the in the community the people at IO people at Second City and Annoyance like um for this um NBC pilot called State of Romance and I got to read for one of those like they read everybody um even if you didn't have an agent and then I didn't get that but then they like a week later they called me and were like we're we're changing a security guard role to a um, to a woman and we'd like you to come read it. It was like three lines. And I went down and read it and then they, and I got it and I booked, and then they booked me. And then that guy became my agent, my first agent in Chicago. Um, like then once I booked myself something, I got an agent. <laughs> that was a very long, boring story. I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
0: no, not at all. I was going to say, how did your how did things change after you got that agent?
2: Did they, everything just
0: kind of open up for you?
2: Um, no, uh, uh, I, I, it did open up in that. Yeah. Like finally I could, I was being sent on, um, uh, auditions, which was what I wanted. And, um, but I still had like the first commercial I booked was a Walmart commercial. And I, (laughs) I booked it in the morning. I had a temp job. I was like, I'm not coming in Monday. I'm, shooting a commercial for Walmart. I like told my improv team, told my parents, like five hours later I was unbooked, (laughs) (laughs) which happens. They still had to pay me the session fee, but they went, they changed their minds and went with another actress. And I was like super crushed. That was, uh, stuff like that happens. Uh, but, uh, and then, yeah, but then I started going on auditions and it was a lot of fun. And, um, uh yeah.
0: <laughs> so so what how how did you kind of start transitioning from stage work into more like on camera stuff? Uh the you know, Walmart didn't break your heart, so you like <laughs> kept on with that. What what <laughs> fuck
1: Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> we don't even shop there anymore. <laughs> Well, we don't have
0: one around here, so there's that but um what what was the transition? did you start to transition then into like oh, I might be more interested in this like how how did that progress
2: um yeah, i guess um uh, i <laughs> I did a lot more i did like a lot of comedy like I still was performing a lot and doing plays, but then i i and I had taken on camera classes I guess I just kept auditioning more um sorry I I like did some oh yeah I I made a goal for LA that I would get my um SAG card before I moved here um and so um I (laughs) I forgot the question I'm so sorry no
0: no no (laughs) I was gonna say so you the transition like to uh on camera work and stuff so so did you oh, end yeah. up getting your SAG card in Chicago
2: I did um I I never got hired at Second City which was a place I auditioned and was called back for so many times it came and tell you and I knew so many people that worked there and it and I that was like kind of I guess my theater heartbreak but I'm all and I totally laugh about it now so it's totally fine but I like the last year I lived there, they, um, even though I wasn't a tour, didn't tour or do any of the stages, like I knew a lot of people who worked there and, um, another actress, um, she had written, a um, (laughs) an industrial for paycor that was like this funny lady. And she, she brought me in for that and they, um, cast me. And like, so I did a couple like, I guess they were like through the business bizco second city co bizco stuff. And then, um, and then, and those were all SAG. And so that like helped push me over that. Plus like the NBC pilot I had booked, like they all pushed me over so I could join SAG. Um, cause I did a couple second city biz, like videos, like corporate videos, I guess that's the best word to say corporate videos. And then, uh, and I went on a couple randomly, like even though they had never officially hired me, went on some corporal, corporal corporate uh, um, tour, like uh, gigs with them, which paid really well too. Um, and then I had my SAG card, so I moved to LA. Let me,
1: okay, I, have a, I have a question about Second City. Sure, sure. Okay, Second City, I'm assuming, I know this, that the name Second City, meaning that Chicago is second to New York.
2: Um, yeah. Oh my God. I think I used to know this and I, I think that's what I think too, but um,
1: I might be wrong.
2: I, yeah, I feel like I remember hearing.
1: There's the another story.
2: story. <laughs> I don't know if that's the story or if that's the story I thought before I knew the story.
1: Too. And you, do you think that maybe, and I'm not trying to overanalyze this. I was fascinated with S and L as well. Does uh-huh. it feel like at the time they already had in air quotes, they already had, like, another Nancy there that, that was, like, well, she's, like, kind of like a, a character we already kind of have, or do they oh, look yeah. for, like, different types that don't uh, sort of re- represent each other?
2: Sure, yeah. It could have, I mean, um, it, this is all my speculation. Like, I think when I first started auditioning, I was probably too young or inexperienced, and then... Um, uh, and then, yeah, there were probably, there were so many, I mean, I did improv with so many funny people, some that were so different for me and some that were so similar that worked there. So you're, you're probably right. And then the, um, they had cruise ships too. So, <laughs> um, they, so at the callback, you, they like somewhere in the mid 2000s they started this cruise ship line and so people like it used to be like you would get hired for the touring company and then from the touring company they would move some people up to the main stage but then they added cruise ships um and they would uh so you were when you would go to a callback they would there was like a sheet that was like are you willing to work a cruise ship and uh, most of the people would say yes. And so, like, with the hopes you would work, do four months on the Norwegian Don doing like old Second City material. Um, and then maybe they'd pluck you and put you in the touring company or the touring company understudies. And then there, I'd move up to the touring company and then the touring company move up to the main stage. I knew I did not want to be on a cruise ship for four months. Um, So I always checked no and I don't know if that hurt my chances. I mean, it could have just been there too many people like me or, you know, but I, but I, I, I would, I, I felt at the time like I'd rather do theater and perform here and audition for TV and film than be stuck on a cruise ship for four months with a roommate in a tiny cabin doing like very old uh, dated stuff, not like the edgy new stuff uh and maybe that hurt me i don't know or maybe one one story i know of another actress who like i think never like who was really funny that never got hired is someone one of the people hiring saying she should wear a pantsuit next time to the audition like it, there's just like a million different reasons um and uh but i'm Totally
1: fine. <laughs> well, I know that we're not we're not in our section yet to ask about stuff that you watch, but I have to ask you about two things to see okay. if you like what I like as far <laughs> as comedy, because I might be off the comedy radar. <laughs> but there's one film that whenever it comes on, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with the maybe improv that happened in the film, maybe okay. the fact that it is... Whenever I watch Bridesmaids written by. Oh, yeah. Who was it? Is it Christine uh, Kristen
2: Wiggins and Annie, Annie uh, Mamolo? Ma-
1: yeah. I mean, when I watch that film, I yeah. still remember like the pooping, throwing up scene. Oh, my and,
2: gosh. Like, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. yeah. I love that movie. I love that movie. And it's, it's so funny. funny. And yet it feels
1: uh-huh. almost like it's real, even though they're totally like making fun of this wedding scenario. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then also I have to ask about this. I know it's Canadian. Um, okay,
2: Canadian. Uh.
1: did you watch the Canadian Shits Creek?
2: Oh my gosh. I I, I started watching Shits Creek and I meant to finish. It's like on my queue, but I am I am uh definitely really behind on right. Shits Creek. Like I've watched so- I've seen some of it, but not enough where I feel like I can keep up with the true fans. And I am a and I do love what I've seen, but I need to like sit down and watch the rest of it.
0: <laughs> I um I just have to interject that I love Matt. I thought Matt was gonna set up some <laughs> big like obscure comedic thing and it was Bridesmaids in Shits Creek. But they're but, so
2: funny. They're so uh, good. Yeah.
1: You thought it was gonna be like, Did you see Jacques uh, something. something playtime? <laughs> <laughs> or um, no. Ryan's the foreign film guy. I literally, I don't. I can't focus to watch stuff very often. So when I do, it's, it's a miracle all to itself. So. <laughs>
0: so so getting to LA and you have your SAG card and, it's just auditions, auditions, auditions. Hopefully you you book things here and there. Looking at your IMDb, I mean you've been quite busy by the looks.
2: Oh yeah. Um... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, sorry, I spaced did the, out a little. <laughs> did,
1: the, did the pandemic during your, your busy LA career, the pandemic maybe force you into your apartment to like create yeah. a million different like auditions in your room that now you can just, now you just have a, uh, a bunch of different video uh, or digital recordings you can send out when you have an audition?
2: Uh, Yeah, um, the pandemic definitely um, changed everything. Now everything's self-tape. And we have a a wall in our apartment in our bedroom (laughs) that is like a blank wall now. And that's where I do my self-tapes. And uh, uh, I bought a curtain, I bought a lighting instrument. um, I had a camera because I had had self-tapes before the pandemic, but just not as often. And now it's pretty much all self-tapes. Although yesterday I had an audition or two days ago, I had a in-person commercial audition for the first time. So, um, so I don't know if those are coming back in person, but all TV and film or which they call theatrical out here um, are still self- tape. And that's been um, definitely an adjustment. uh, Because I definitely miss going into um, the casting office and, getting like them giving like doing it once and then they might say give me one adjustment and I can make the adjustment and then I leave and I don't have to um, look at myself or upload like I think it's hard to watch I don't I'm definitely an actor that doesn't like watching herself um, because I don't know I'll focus on the wrong thing instead of the read I'll I'll criticize my looks or I'll just, I'll just go after the wrong thing. So I, um, I do. And now you have to, you know, so you have to watch it back and then you have to upload it. And, um, and so I I miss like, just like good or bad. You, you did your audition and you leave (laughs) and you drive home. And I miss like the interaction too, with the um, casting uh, the casting directors, cause they get a sense of who you are. And, um, sometimes like you might be called in for something, but and you're not right. You're not going to get it, but they get a sense of who you are. If they, if you've never been into their office before and then, um, when you, uh, and then they call you in for something else, you know? So I miss the, the human interaction of auditions and, okay. um, do you guys miss that or do you like with music like well I know theaters haven't really or some theaters have opened or have you been auditioning or how's that going?
1: it's been a, it's been a hybrid like they definitely will start preliminaries in a digital world uh huh, and then maybe finalize things up maybe in a personal world but they uh, depending some people still are wearing masks and then the the person who's singing in the room will unmask and it's still very, um, it still feels like Zoom in person.
2: Zoom in person, okay.
1: It still feels like it's not completely open and free.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Nancy, it strikes strikes me that you are a fantastic writer.
2: (laughs) Do you write? Um, I do write sometimes, but I don't, I I think I'm more of an actor, but I, uh, I do, I do write like a lot of, I used to do, um, around LA, like characters at comedy shows and stuff. And I've written some shorts and things, but I, I think, um, I'm more of an actor. My husband's a writer. Um, he's really good at writing, but I'm, I have really bad, um, grammar skills like the technical parts of writing but i think um improv uh, has made me a better actor and a better writer too so.
1: well i think you guys should start on uh, your one woman show called the fear on the corner and you basically are on the corner wearing of- a bird <laughs> <laughs> wearing a bird costume and she just got off work at sears
3: <laughs> and this
1: is just sort of to make other people happy it's not even for money
3: uh i just want to bring up a to z again because i think well in college you were always funny but on that like your delivery is so dry i love it so like what's your uh what do you find funny
2: um (laughs) um uh i i mean i find a lot of things funny um Even though I can't think of a single one right now <laughs> um, uh, um, I but I um, I guess though with with my comedy i I guess I never look at it as comedy and I guess even like the roles I've played um, like even like whether theater or, or TV or film or I I just play the character without thinking of it as a comedy, and then, but it still might be funny because, I guess that's
0: because um, comedy well, is I, truth.
2: Yeah, I guess that's yeah, truth. Yeah, so <laughs> I I never. Well, you were you were, uh,
1: into, you, you were you you were you took Latin.
2: <laughs> yes, is, but I, uh, I, isn't, I
1: Isn't there a Latin? Uh, equivalent to the word humor that kind of connects us to, like, humanity?
2: Uh, probably, yeah. I, I didn't do very well in Latin. I was, <laughs> I was forced to take Latin by my mother because yeah. she thought it would um, help my SAT <laughs> scores. Yeah, I, but,
3: I always heard that, though, like, you know, if, if you play the comedy, it's not funny. If, if you play the character and, and and the situation, then it's funny. You know, you're not playing yeah. it for that laughter. And like you said, it's it's all about being a human and seeing yeah. that in yourself. You know?
1: I've never yeah. lived my life intentionally for people to laugh at my life. They
3: just yeah. do it. But they just do
0: it, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's like all those videos of all those Karens that have gone viral. Oh yeah. Uh, that go lose their minds over, well, racist, crap, so it's not really funny, except there are some times when it is, and I think the thing that makes it funny is this person has no idea that their honesty and truth is making them look ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Most of the time, it's not laughable. I have seen one or two on TikTok that have made me, like, scream because, you know, the entitlement. But anyway, it's just the truth, (laughs) the blindness of, I'm right, this is what I believe, and if it's absurd to someone else, it doesn't matter. It's what I believe. And that's what the, that's, that's a big part of Shit's Creek, I think, you know, yeah. because I mean, it's, it's, it's a bunch of ri- yeah. ridiculously um, entitled people who have no filter or barometer. Um, Nancy, you mentioned yeah. that you, there was a writer
2: in the apartment. Oh, yeah. My husband, Mark, is a writer. He's not on writing on any shows, but he used to teach um, writing at The Annoyance and Second City in Chicago. And um, he has a writing partner, and they've written a bunch of scripts and had meetings and stuff. But uh, so you guys met in Chicago? yeah. Well, we vaguely knew each other in Chicago, um, but we actually met when I moved out here. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, we moved. I think we met like three months out here, but we knew like between us, we knew like the people he kind of knew, I sort of, sort of knew. And the people I knew, he sort of knew. So we were in the same like comedy community, but not in the same circles. And um and we met out here and he, uh, is very funny. We both did a show called the blink experience out here. Um, that's, that's where we like, uh, like, well, actually we met at a party, but then we, but we both the next day had a rehearsal for that. And it was just like a lot of comedians, um, doing mostly like who had performed at the annoyance, uh, around the time that we did, uh, just doing like character bits and throwing stuff together. Um, that he has a MFA in creative writing. So, I guess that's why like I sometimes I'm like I, I don't know if I'm a writer cuz I don't I think he's a very strong comedic writer. I think I'm more I think I'm more of an actor. But but I do like writing. I just I think I feel more at home acting. I just rambled and I apologize because no, stop it. Maybe maybe (laughs) you start writing something that your husband then goes
1: and edits, and that becomes actually the comedy piece. The comedy.
3: Yeah, create a character and just sit there and just start improvising and make sure he gets everything down because that's just gold, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah. Um, Nancy, can you tell us about anything that's coming up for you in, in the LA area? Are you oh, working on anything that might be on the horizon or nothing that maybe you, your agent, oh, can we tag your reel with this podcast?
2: Yeah, oh, we sure. can put
0: a link to her reel. In okay, we'll do that. Yeah, it's yeah. hysterical. So yeah.
2: Oh, thanks. I haven't looked at it in a long time. My manager puts it together. So I forgot about that. I was, Um, uh. I'm well, I in June I um I booked a recurring role in a show that'll be on the peak on the peak on Peacock streaming on Peacock. I'm not sure when and I'm not really supposed to talk about it. Um, so I don't even know if I can say the title of it.
1: Yeah, then don't but we'll it, just we just will have will, to look we'll have
2: to follow you on all the platforms. Yeah, but it's it was so fun. It, I I shot it in June. It was, um, it was, it's a small reoccurring role, but it was, I had the best time. And, um, I actually was thinking this afternoon about it. Cause there, it's, um, <laughs> it, there's a, there's a, like, it's, it was a, <laughs> I think the timing of a lot of things that happened in it. Um, that sounds weird. Uh, cause Uh, I, what I'm trying to say is like, I was thinking of music. I was like thinking about musicals and SSMT and like moving on the stage in them. And I think that was very helpful to the, In this
1: new Peacock thing.
2: Yes. I, cause it was a lot of people and things have to happen. And like, I think like, it reminded me the most of that. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I, you know, I, by the time I graduated, I realized I was going to be a music theater actor, but I'm very grateful for all the musicals, like the S, the SSMT, um, musicals and, um, and that it, cause I did do us SSMT like after freshman year and junior year and sophomore year, I did totem pole. Um, so, I did a lot of musicals and I like, and it was mostly in the chorus and, um, well, pretty much always in the chorus, except for Greece. Oh, I forgot about Greece. So I was Jan, <laughs> but that's
3: right. Yeah. Um,
2: but yeah, like, I think that musicals really helped me. For, for, like, I just, it felt like that, like where you just like have to kind of, cause we all, we were all working together as an ensemble and we had to like things, we had to hit things and um, do all that stuff together. I, Yeah, it
1: it becomes like an organized chaos. It's an organism. It's an organism, like an amoeba, and you gotta know where you fit, and know when to follow, and know when when to lead, and neither are important or unimportant.
2: Yes, yes, exactly.
1: And there are really good rules for just life.
2: Yes. In general.
1: Yes. Like if you haven't been in the ensemble and been forgotten about, I don't want to be friends. (laughs) If, If you
2: what? What did
1: you say? If you haven't been in the ensemble and felt forgotten about, I don't want to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> because that's, that's, you know, you learn that you're a part of that living amoeba. Yeah. And you creating yeah.
3: a character that nobody's ever going to know the name of other than you and the people on the <laughs> stage is like part of that. Right. You know, you're creating yes. this uh, visual for people to look at and be part of that world, no yeah. matter of what medium.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I am so sorry. My dog just jumped on my crotch. Our dogs are acting weird. <laughs>
3: oh, okay. Aww. Um
0: Nancy, uh, I'm mindful of your time as we're about to hit the hour mark. I just wanna ask a couple more things real quick before okay. we wrap up. What what, um... what are you gonna
1: say to God when you No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> no, that's a different story. <laughs> What's your favorite? No, What's kidding. what are some things that you uh are watching on streaming? Um or unwinding with it doesn't have to be streaming. Some people aren't streamers. Some people are readers. Some people are both. But what are some things Our that books. kind of you kind of um, enjoy in your downtime?
2: Okay, I wrote them out because I, I. Yes,
1: because you knew this was coming.
2: Because <laughs> I knew this was coming, and also I do I do watch a lot of TV and I read a lot of books. Um, I the TV thing the, that I watched at the beginning of the pandemic um, that. Uh, I haven't heard anybody else mention, but I really loved was Counterpart. It was on Stars, but we don't have Stars. We watched it, on, I think, on Amazon. It is J.K. Simmons. It's like a sci-fi show. They um, go
3: across a door into another. Yeah. Like, and then there's another them. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. You seen it?
3: I have. I did see it. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I loved that. Like, uh, I loved that. And, um, even though it was kind of weird watching them with Matt, like they had masks in one world and this was like bef- filmed before the pandemic. So it was kind of eerie. Wow! And then, yeah, um, cool. uh, a book and series that I like is, um, there's four books there. Uh, they're called the Neapolitan novels. It's my brilliant friend. And then like a couple, like three others. And it follows like the, these girls are growing up in, um, uh, Naples Italy I watched and the if-
3: first two seasons of that. you
2: did yeah did you-, did you like it
3: oh yeah, yeah so much
2: oh I loved it I- and I watched the third season recently and I yeah I love the books the fourth book is like my favorite book so I'm excited to see um what they is do pretty with- faithful Sorry,
3: is it pretty faithful to the books?
2: Yes, yes, it Great. really is like and it's and the especially this really visually like like blew blew my mind out of what I had imagined when I was reading the books like it it just visually like came alive in a way I hadn't my that I hadn't thought of, but um yeah, and uh um, yeah, I love that those. And I loved Station Eleven, both the book and the um, show. Um, they're very different. If if you've read or watched Mac- one, Mackenzie they're... Davis. What'd you say? Mackenzie Davis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. But I liked them. Like even though they're very different, I like the. I I liked what the TV show did, and I also still love the book. So I don't know.
0: I, I love I love that. Um, this is why I asked this, because I haven't heard of any of these. So then I get to look them up and see what they're about. Um, but Nancy, thank you so much for spending time with us. We really appreciate you um, doing this. I'm so you, excited. Matt. I mean, we haven't heard each other's voices in 20 some years, but it's it's really um, it's been really cool to reconnect with everybody and and get to kind of piecemeal together. What what their journey has been until this very moment. And It's been, it's
1: been very therapeutic to hear everybody's stories. Yeah. and realize yeah. that we're kind of not alone, even when we maybe feel like we're alone. But there is yeah. still sort of like a su uh, consciousness, you know,
2: a hive mind, a shared experience.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you're... I've seen Nancy on TV so many times, so like <laughs> I feel like I've never really like disconnected left. with yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah
2: these, these like- podcasts like I've listened to maybe all of them I'm not sure but uh, most of them and I just like I, I I like talk back to the phone I'm like oh yeah I remember like I like I love hearing everybody's experiences and then I love um hearing people like I didn't even know that well but I like I feel like I know them a little better Or like I just like thanks guys for doing this and also I hope this like Turn some like I don't know what you'll what what it would be, but I hope you make a musical. It doesn't have to be this, but like taking something like I don't know what I'm saying. But
1: we're <laughs> going to bring back the reunion cast of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> that so no, weird. I don't know. It's weird. It's like we are, we realize that we're kind of doing a virtual like uh, university yearbook Arte. or library Arte. of all these stories.
2: Like, could it be um, archived at the ICU? Or I don't even know. Like, that sounds like something universities do.
1: I don't know, but if right. Elizabeth Albert is listening, <laughs> Interested? this is going to cost you big bucks. Yeah, yeah. Because we now have Nancy's agent. <laughs>
3: and, uh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He wasn't Good taking thought. men at the time. Yeah. <laughs> no funny That was a
2: different agent, different. Agent. Oh, okay. He won't
1: notice I'm in a costume. <laughs> I'm in a suit. <laughs> all right Nancy well great to hear from you
0: and we will thanks. look for you on the peacock
2: okay thanks for having and me
0: absolutely and don't don't be a stranger and uh we we've got each other's info now and yes. use it okay yes Nancy. okay, okay. Bye. okay.
3: Talk food.
1: bye. Bye. bye
0: Thanks so much, Nancy, for uh, taking the time to talk to us. It was
1: great to catch up with you. It totally was. You know, we were talking after the podcast, after we were walking the dogs, and, you know, some people got, you know, have stories that follow them about different things, and I was like, I don't remember anything, like, controversial about Nancy at all. There was a, always just a positive, warm reception. Everyone loved her. Yeah. There was not never like, well, you know what? No. You didn't hear it from me, but her feet smell like pickles. Well, I would hope they didn't, but yeah. Yeah, there was none of that. No, everyone loved uh, Nancy. However, we did, after we got off the podcast I with was like, Nancy, we both were like, wait. Why did everyone call her Fanny? We forgot to ask. Growing up in at the university, her name was, nickname was Fanny. So,
0: so I did email her and ask, and this, Matt, can you read? This came back from Nancy.
1: Yeah, this is a quote. This is in quotes. She says, oh, yeah freshman year the first week in racy a bunch of us were giving each other old lady names and for some reason mine stuck and people just started calling me fanny and introducing me to other people as fanny mr herman always called me nancy but one time he called me fanny <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, fanny uh, did you work on on it um, well Nancy we love you we loved catching up and, and we're so excited that she's been listening so much to the show absolutely and the, I'm going to put her reel in the, the show notes it's great um, I want I just want the world to like cast her in everything so we see her on like all those streaming shows that we were talking about
1: and um, if we figure out a way to make the Connor and Smith show a streaming show Nancy will be in it yeah it's she, it's she's playing Fanny
0: she has to play a secretary while wearing a bird costume <laughs> and that's that's how it goes uh, well you know the Raven you have you've written nevermore and there's Ravens all over this house and maybe she's in like a, a raven outfit answering the phones for Connor and Smith oh that's that's very interesting
1: I mean I think that's hysterical yeah it's a business that rents out uh, uh, Poe parties for children, (laughs) and it's like, hi, my kid's turning uh, five, and we're we're thinking he's really into. We're thinking about the Edgar Allan Poe theme, and Nancy's like, oh yeah, well we we've got parties for all occasions. Would you like the uh, the Raven uh, gift uh, package or? uh, we have the mask of the red death oh my gosh. Anyway.
0: if you want to learn more about us please visit com. that's Connor with an ER you can find us on social media on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook under Connor and Smith again with an ER you can also find us on Patreon da, 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 under Connor and Smith again with an ER uh, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast it really helps us out a lot share it where you share things post it where you post things add to the discord discussion, uh, link in the show notes. You can also add to the late nineties Spotify playlist link in the show notes. Um, it's been such a, a pleasure bringing you two amazing women, uh, interviews this weekend. And we have more guests coming up. um, we hope. Here's the thing. Everybody's like away on vacation. So worst comes to worst, we have some SU folk that we interviewed in season one, not under this, but we may just redo intro, intro outros and like do a little like re-airing of if we can't catch up with folks who are all on vacation, I wish I was on vacation. And, and
1: and also thank you to our first Patreon a visitor friend who has signed up sponsor Beth Wentz Bunch. Yes, thank you, Beth yes, Wentz. Yes, Beth, we love you, we, Beth. We love you, and um, thank you so much for your support. Um, that means a lot, and you'll be getting some crazy videos from us very, very soon. Absolutely. All right, have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next weekend
0: with Who Knows? And until then,
3: bye. bye.